Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. We are back for our week 13 review. How weird does that sound? It goes so quickly this year, but how it's um, almost post-season football already, which, which is crazy to think. But um, So yeah, we are here for our week 13 review and I am here this week with a returning guest. And this guest this week is Sam Moores. How are you? Oh, I'm great, mate. As as you were saying, football season is in uh, full swing now. It's uh, if it, it feels weird, you know. Uh, they've just had the college bowl games and there's yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, no, sorry, not bowl games, but the championship games. The bowl games are coming up in a couple of weeks. But like, it's and obviously you're getting to well now the playoff picture's building in the NFL and it's great. It's like wow, hang on a minute. Uh, you know, December, January football's coming around and it's the best time of the year, mate. To be honest with you, so I'm I'm doing well at the moment. How is how's yourself? Yeah, yeah, good. Same as you, really, mate. I think I think for me. December and January are the best two months for many, for many reasons. Not only is it Christmas time, not only is it my birthday in early January, but it's also, um, you know, it's Christmas. It's And the, the Christmas sport in general, Christmas time is amazing. Look at the Premier League, look at the the um, sort of last game of the Champions League, which is today and yesterday. You look at, and obviously NFL season is um, at its best. So, um, so yeah, I think um, for me... It, and if you if you if you're gonna watch NFL, the best time to watch it is Christmas time, and obviously that's when you get the really every every game is important. That's the beauty of the NFL. But I think to have, I think December is when it really gets juicy. There's real important games at stake, and I think especially with the extra 17th game added, it just makes it even more even more exciting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how it ends, especially in the AFC where no one seems to want to get that number one seed. So um, no. yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to. Um, seeing who gets it except for one team which i hope won't get it but may well get number one seed um but um one team that might get the number one seed in the nfc is the dallas cowboys they beat the new orleans saints 27 17 on thursday night football before on sunday the current number one seed arizona cardinals beat the chicago bears 33 22 another team in the nfc that's quite strong is the tampa bay buccaneers they beat the atlanta falcons 30-17 as Brady and Matt Ryan re- reunite after the Super Bowl 51 epic. Um, and then the Philadelphia Eagles with Gardner Minshew as their quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> 33-18. I mean, this was this was incredible for me. I mean, the Eagles, I, 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 got, I, got, I got have to mention Eagles because um, it wasn't in our plan. But I think I have to really praise, first of all, Nick Sirianni, the new head coach, because before the season, myself and many others, I'd, maybe you as well, Sam, we're not hot on the Eagles. I mean, no. I for one thought they'd be the third worst team in the league but after the Lions and the Texans, which has proved to be true in that sense in terms of those two teams. But with the Eagles, you know, Jane Hurts was, was a bit sort of, hmm, people weren't sure on it. Um, you know, they got Devonta Smith, but it didn't seem much hope in Philadelphia. And I know Steve, who's been on the podcast before, wasn't predicting much from their season. But they've really just, without real any sort of big attention to it, it just seems to have just gone about the business and done the job and they're currently, you know, well in a race to get played out well on the hand for a playoff spot and that is something no one expected. Um and have obviously Jaden Hurts has been a bit, you know, mostly good but has a few bad moments here and there. But for for, for Gardner Mitchell to come in, it's obviously his first start since he moved there from from the Jags. And so far, in our first game he was excellent through two hundred and forty two yards. It, it it was a really good day for him. But I think the Eagles, they've got a quite a good schedule. I'm looking at the schedule now so they've got to play the Washington football team twice, which will be a hard game. They're improving, and the Cowboys, and then the Giants. So, I think quite a few games in the in division. Then Jesus, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think all of them are actually. But yeah, um, I, think, well. I think when I was on Talksport too, I think there was a lot of people who were you know thought with. I think by the time that was on, Washington weren't playing that well. But I think now they've got a form that schedule looks actually looks a bit harder than it did before. But I think 
they definitely can beat the Giants. I think the Cowboys, if the Cowboys have already got, you know, they've already got their playoff spot confirmed, and they, they, they make, and obviously knowing they're playing in the wild card round rather than having having the bye, Dallas Cowboys could easily rest a few players. And I think that could be, um, you know, that could be something that they could capitalize on 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 that final day, which. It's going to be really good. Or day or two after my birthday, so that's going to be a really good sort of yeah. season. But um, if it was weird yeah. seeing, sorry, if it was weird seeing mid, uh, football mid January, I'm just like, wait, what? Because obviously, yeah. yeah, it goes on so long now. I was like, what? Yeah, and I think obviously we're so used to having that Super Bowl on the first weekend of February. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, now it's the 13th, I believe. Um, yeah, and also it's, it's going to be in, in the light for most of it. I think for all the. All the years in the last few years always been sort of nighttime. You look at the oh, yeah, one, Atlanta, LA, one in Minnesota, but I think the, the Broncos one, the first one I remember was the Broncos Panthers one, and that one was in the light for half of it at least. Yeah. I think this one could be the same with that eight hour difference, um, which would be good because I, I do, I always prefer day games to night games. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. I always uh, think that, I think definitely in person, I think whenever I've gone, to, I think that's why this show, I love the NFL, you know, in London this year because. Normally they're on a six pm our time, um, but I had to have them on a half two meant that um, I, I just like games in the sun and, and the, I don't know what it is. I think I'm just more of a, more of a day person in general. And that comes for most of my things in my life. So um, are you saying you're more of a night person, Sam? Uh, more, well, no. Just, well, if it's football, don't get me wrong. As in like football, football where I like a three pm kickoff and stuff. But like, yeah. I've, I've, rather than choose a night game, but. Now, in the NFL, the primetime game just means so more. It's like when you watch the the late window, so like the the four twenty five or nine twenty five window here, th- those games are often better. The better games, and you know, a lot of them are in the dark anyway, especially this time of year. Um, yeah, and the primetime games are the best in my opinion. I mean, I mean, I I rarely watch them live because you know I have to be up for work most mornings really early. Yeah. But like, yeah, the primetime games are the best ones. Uh, you got the, some of the best announcers. Maybe not on Monday Night Football, but you know, Thursday Night Football. You got Joe Buck and Troy, Troy Aitman. Sunday Night Football. You got Al and Chris Connor as well. You know, the, the, I mean, Monday Night Football not the best, although the Manning cast is really good. But um, yeah, I, yeah, it's normally the best of the best. I prefer the night games personally. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, I think for me it's more. I, mean, I think I'm more into like actually going to a game. I think I'd rather go to a game in the in the light. But I think if I'm watching on TV, I don't really care either way. But yeah, true. Um, I got to say, actually, on this point, um, I, I'm going to mention the NFL scheduling in a bit. But why are the Giants still on all the time on prime time? I mean, we don't know everyone prime time, but <laughs> yeah. hardly ever. It, the, it's always the Giants. Seems, I know they're I know they're a big franchise. They got a lot of history. I know they've been good. Obviously, they won Super Bowls in 2007 and 2011. But why are they still getting these big games on TV? Why are we seeing the Giants? Buccaneers when you know who's going to win that from the start and why we've seen you know we saw Giants Washington we saw Giants Buccaneers um, same with the Bears as well <laughs> there's nothing worse than watching the Bears most time of the you know most most seasons at the moment I mean they've been awful for years over it was, you know their defense has been always good don't get me wrong but offensively they're a real struggle to watch so it's just the Bears are the same they always have like four prime time games a season they got another one this week I mean I know it's the Packers which you know makes sense yeah. it should be a Sunday night game but yeah, there's you know always always the Bears are on Sunday on primetime football, so I, yeah. I see I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's just I think I get you got I I get all thing you got to show every team, but there's some teams like as for example I never ever get any sort. Of, I know we're playing the Saints on T on prime time in a few weeks time, but we we seem to be ne- we're we're like a big franchise. We've got a lot of history as well. And we seem to never be on the big games, whereas it always seems to be you know always obviously the, the teams that are doing well are obviously always on for obvious reasons, but. It just seems like when they schedule the game start of the year, they just seem to just ignore certain teams and show them just once a year or something. Like, I don't think we're going to see the Dolphins do the 
um, the, the thing you know when the players say their name and what like you know they go like yeah Sunday night football homes, yeah Texas Tech, like that kind of thing I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get that with the Dolphins this year uh, there's not had a game really. since 2017 I think it was the Raiders game of Sunday night football then that was the last one they they've had Monday nights and the Thursday nights since but like yeah they they're not played on Sunday night for a long yeah. time yeah no it's, it's yeah. a shame but talk of the Dolphins they got off to a fifth straight win with a 20 to nine win over the New York Giants who had Mike Glennon as their quarterback. <laughs> um, in this game itself, um, in terms of the quarterback situation, um, Tua had 244 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, whereas Mike Lennon had 187 yards, zero touchdowns and one interception. Uh, in terms of the receiving game, uh, Jalen Waddell had the uh, most receptions with nine and the most yards with 90, um, whereas in terms of the rushing game, um, it was Saquon Barkley that led, led the way with 55 yards. Um, and then defensively was, again, a brilliant performance from the Dolphins. Uh, Jalen Phillips improving every week. He got two sacks in this game. He was the lead sacker. Um, and also, in terms of the fourth fumbles, there wasn't any in this game. But, but yeah, I want to talk about the Dolphins. Obviously, me and you are both Dolphins fans. Yep. Anyone who would know who listened to myself and you, Sam, in previous podcasts. But I want to get your views on what's happened. Because when we last talked in the podcast, it was week two. We just lost to the Bills. Mm. Fair enough, one on one. Then since that point, obviously we met in London, didn't we? In in um in the Hippodrome, and obviously I think we lost, we're losing to Buccaneers, and it was I want to say one and four at the time, one and five, one and four. Uh, it was one and four, yeah, just before the Jacksonville game, yeah. yeah. And obviously that game as well. Obviously we I know we were both at, and then the Falcons lost, yeah, seven at one point. It seemed like I certainly thought the season was over, um, and I think most Dolphins fans had that same opinion that they thought right. The season's gone. We're going to try and play for pride, and I think quite wrongly, a lot of people had Brian Flores sort of sort of, and that should get the get the sack. But I was completely against this, and I think since then, since that, I think it was the Falcons' loss, and then then the Texans' win. That that mm-hmm. wasn't a convincing win, but that seems to have really um, built the confidence up. And I think that also, I think one thing that's helped certainly two has improved since that um, since that since the loss to the Falcons. And I think one thing that has helped, it, it must help surely. I don't know is is when the fact that We've will be winning games, and he's been playing well since the trade deadline ended. Since the whole yes. thing ended, because he seems like a, a tough guy, and I think he definitely is. But that stuff must that talk must affect him psychologically. And even I remember the was it the Ravens win where he said, "Oh, no more rumors in in his pre- yeah. conference." So I think for me, I think two has really improved. I think Jalen Waddles improved as a result. I think they both helped each other out. Jane, I mentioned Jaden Phillips. He's had an excellent sort of last few weeks. He's really becoming the, the, the player we all thought we were getting in the draft. And I think that, you know, I think for me, I think we're helped by the fact that it's, you know, we've got, we got an extra game. But I think we could be that first team to go 1-7 and make the playoffs. But what are your thoughts on how it's gone the last it's few possible. weeks? And how that game on Sunday went? Uh, so, first off, the last few weeks, I mean... Well, stop, yeah, so it was one on one. It was just after the game where Tua got um, his ribs got killed <laughs> by that yeah. offensive line yeah. in Buffalo. It was just after that. Um, and then we had the, 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 the what was it, five games with Jacob Brissett after that. Oh, and God, God, they were a tough watch. Times. They were, yeah, it was horrible. But yeah, yeah, no, it was six games, in fact. Yeah, six games with Jacob Brissett at that point. It was, um, but anyway, yeah, so those games were, were awful. Obviously, lost lost six in a row at that point. Um, and then the Texans came, came to town, and obviously, um, yeah, the uh, trade deadline went. I think it was week. Uh, it was the week before the Texans, or maybe the week. Yeah, it was the week before the Texans, um, because there was the whole thing. Where it was like, oh, would Deshaun Watson play against his former team and all that at the time? And um, anyway, so yeah, at that, that time, two, uh, two, uh, 
what he'd played nine games um and he'd been hurt three times uh, <laughs> yeah. It was a, yeah it was the finger or um i think there was another injury at one point last year and obviously the rib and then it was yeah, like Tua just hadn't really got a, a groove going in his NFL career. We saw against the Cardinals, um, the second start, he led a fourth quarter comeback. And that's what he's done. That's one thing he's really good at. In the fourth quarter, he's a money quarterback because he somehow, you know, takes away the second and third quarter struggles because, you know, the, there's on script, the Dolphins are, are one of the, you know, one of the best teams in the league somehow. I don't understand that. But like last year, was a streak, but they had, I think they had a, a touchdown in the first drive in pretty much every game last season on the the ten and seven uh, ten and six season sorry and then this year um is you know they normally score in the first quarter especially if they start um first as well it happens all the time and it on the script the play holding is good uh, to a it has um I know obviously it's a lot of short short routes and everything but the the offense flows well um and then they get a lead second and thought third quarter comes there's a lot of punts and three and outs and also like stalling getting getting a holding penalty on uh, Austin Jackson or Eichenberg normally it is and then you know it's third and 15 before you know it and it, yeah that happens all the time um but one thing I would say of two is is he he's he's what he's always been he's super accurate um throwing the tight window throws um and yeah he does when I saw a start I think it was I think he's a top five quarterback um when throwing uh, when having uh, less than two and a half seconds to throw, but with more than two and a half seconds to throw, he's like 30th in the league. And that wow, shows the point. Wow. Where, yeah, so that shows the point where like, when uh, with the quick game stuff, he's like one of the best in the league. Um, and to be fair, like, I think downfield, he's middle of the road now. Like when before he was one of the worst um, throwers over 20 yards in football, he's improved on that aspect. But uh, it's the thing that it's like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Um give him more time um, and then the defence runs what's going on and then it's like, oh, I'm going to make it's all covered it and then he takes a sack and that does happen sometimes. Brissette did it a lot more and more and he was a lot worse but it's when the first read or the second read aren't there, that's when two struggles a bit which I think happens with a first, second year guy, it happens all the time but it's the, that's one thing he's not really grasped, grasped yet when someone like Mac Jones has um, straight away um, and they are Quite, quite similar quarterbacks when you compare them. I think if you, if you look at Jalen Hurts as well, the three of them, if you look at their passing stats, um, you know, the yards per attempt, touchdowns, interceptions, they're basically all similar and it's mad how they've all come out of the same program at Alabama because yeah. as, as the like, throws of the football, they're all pretty similar. It's just um, to a, needs to work on the uh, the processing of the game. Um, but honestly, yeah, he's well, he had that deep shot to Matt Collins the other week, which... Um, did sort of fly, uh, he had to slow down for it, but he showed that he can throw 50 yards, which a lot of people genuinely had concerns about. <laughs> um, yeah, me included. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he's, he's an all right quarterback. He's, I think he's more like, if he, he's going to have a future in the NFL. I think that's one thing we've learned over the time. He's going to have like a Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of career though, rather than a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh, Josh Allen career, which is, I think that's the way he's going at the moment. He's all right. You, you can win games with, with Tua. You can win because of Tua in the fourth quarter, but you're not you're not going to win every game when he's like against Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. It's not going to happen. He's all right, but not the best. But I'd keep him right now. Um, I wouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson personally. Yeah, happens. I mean, 
I've been very impressed with Tua. I mean, I've, everyone who knows who's who's a regular to this podcast will know my views on Tua. But for me, I think that the last month he's really proved me wrong. I think he's really <laughs> shown. I think that yes, we aren't getting his deep balls, but I think we're scheming perfectly for his kind of for his kind of ability. So I think that the coach, the sort of coordinators, know that he's not going to throw a deep ball. But they the game plan last month has been excellent to making those short passes. And Jalen Waddle seems oh like my an God. excellent player after the catch. <laughs> and it's just like. That his speed. I mean, I want to get into Panthers where it was quite a short throw from Tua, but Waddle was so quick. Fifty yards, didn't he? It's yeah, hard. literally, he just ran, ran, ran. So I think that if we, you know, if we, I think, I think we know what Tua's limitations are, and I think we're now we've now realised that, and I think now we're actually adjusting our game plan to suit him. Which I don't think in the past that was the case. Uh, and I think a sign of his progress for me is Colin Coward saying he was wrong about Tua. I love Colin, but the, I think he's definitely anti-Tua, but for me, that proved that how good he's playing. Like even Colin Coward's been praising Tua in, in recent weeks. And I think... Oh, you I, are. Sorry, go on. Saying that, I, think, I think I had a lot of comparisons with Tua and Drew Brees with the injury and the fact that Drew Brees, especially in his last few years, wasn't a great deep ball guy, but he was so accurate. So I think that I think I'm seeing a lot of comparisons myself with the likes of Drew Brees. Mm. Yeah, he's not he's not going to be a superstar, you know, make all the throws quarterback. That's not just not what he is. It's not what he's ever been. He's he's just accurate and he's like a surgeon. He's just you know preci- precision passing. That's that's to his game. Um, going back to Jen and Waddle, I mean, he I think Jarvis Landry is probably one of my favorite Dolphins players of all time, and that is what Jen and Waddle is, but better. I think he, like as a just yak guy, he is so good and like he's especially the chemistry that him and Tua had um at Bama as well like you can tell that they've they've spent a lot of time like for um together running routes and stuff because like you know you, you see it with the likes of Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams they have great chemistry because they've been doing it for years and it, um Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen to a lesser extent because they've only been together two years but you know they're in each other's heads like that's what you see like what Jaden Waddle is that will, will be that for Tua because I mean he can do everything he can run uh, he can run all the routes. He's like Jalen. He can be in the slot. He's an outside receiver as well. We saw him jump up for a ball the other day for the TD. Like, you know, <laughs> jump. He can. Ju- he's a jump ball specialist somehow. I mean, he's not like Javante Parker, jump ball specialist. But uh, yeah, the the weapons the Dolphins have are good. They are, they got a good group compared to some teams in the league. They got probably a top ten weapons. Um, other than that, running back maybe, but. The offensive line is a problem, and it will stop this team from being in the playoffs, in my opinion. They may be getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think I'll, I'll probably see them going nine and eight, but it's just that's that's going to be it. It's going to be off the, off the offensive line. Um, do you want to talk about the Giants because oh, they're a mess? No, I don't, I don't <laughs> think I don't think they are so bad. They don't even deserve. When we got Mike Lennon as your quarterback for the day, I don't think that. Um, well, 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 my final point on Dolphins before, before we do move on because I want to say that. Um, I don't think two will be the guys winning games, but I think that defense yeah. will win his games. And that defense has really, again, I was setting up struggling earlier on in the season, but the defense has really picked up these last few weeks. And I think that um, we're now seeing the defense we saw last year, really. It seems like we got it back to the same defense we Javon had last Holland year. is a quality player as well. Oh, as, as a rookie, wow. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I mean, he's probably been... I think him Waddle by far being the best two picks. I think that until and then you've got Jalen Phillips as well. Like he he's yeah. got eight and a half sacks on the. I know he's not been effective all the time, and a lot of his sacks are just a given. But he's got speed and he's an athlete on on the edge. Like he can win. He wins a lot more than some other edge rushers do. It you know he will get sacks. 
his pressure's not, you know, he, he needs to work on some areas of his game, but Jalen Phillips will be a great pass rusher in this league because of yeah. just the, the sheer athleticism that he possesses. Yeah, and I think that this really has proved that actually Chris Greer has done a good job. I mean, Chris Greer mm-hmm. was getting a lot of stick about his ability to draft, and I think the performances of Holland, Phillips, and Model these last month or two has really shown to me that Greer's not the problem. And when the problem's been caused by a certain owner wanting Deshaun Watson over everyone else, <laughs> yeah. maybe the problem's Stephen Ross. Maybe the problem's Stephen Ross. That's that's what I'm going to say on that one. Um, you could say that with uh, Woody Johnson and the Jets. It's a similar thing. Sometimes owners are problems, you know. Yeah. It is a, a real thing sometimes. I think it is. I think sometimes the owners like to get involved. I think sometimes, you know, there's a reason why they made the money through being a businessman rather than being a, a, football, a football player. And that's, you know, it, I think for me, I think a lot of these owners think they can go in and just make the make decisions. But actually, they need to realise that actually they're not in this position because of what they did on because of their football knowledge. They're in this position because they've made loads of money through some certain business, whether that's, you know, insurance company, whether that's whatever they've done to get the money in the first place. And no one, no, no owner I can think of has earned that money, since the NFL owners have earned that money through, through, some, through their football knowledge. It's all through random businesses or anything in the world. So I think sometimes some things are best left just untouched and just leave that for the people who actually know what they're doing. So yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's Ross. <laughs> um, <laughs> other games went on. Um, the Indianapolis Colts um, hammered the Tucson Texans thirty-one to nothing, and the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Cincinnati Bengals forty-one twenty-two. Um, but the next game, the final game, one of the final games I want to talk about of the six o'clock slate uh, is the Minnesota Vikings losing to the Detroit Lions, who got their first win yeah. in three hundred sixty-four days. I mean. Um, for me, this was, I think, for me, this was a brilliant thing forever because I think, as a new, as a Dolphins fan, I think, I think most people, most neutrals, except for you know Packers, Bears, and Vikings fans, most neutrals always have a little soft spot for the Lions. I think, I think I certainly do. I, I always think that oh, there's like a little team that you want to do well because you know a win's very rare for most seasons. So I was personally really happy to see the Detroit Lions get a win. Not not only for Jared Goff, who I've always been someone who've criticised off the pitch, on the pitch even. But being a big fan of off the field, so I think that I'm happy for him, happy for Dan Campbell because I think this Lions team have really been battling for him. They really, they really, you know, they seem to want to win for Dan Campbell. That's what I've, that's yeah. what I've gathered from my time watching them this season. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on on the win for the Lions? Uh, well, um, I Minnesota confuse me. They I, honestly, they are just they. I heard I was listening to around the the NFL podcast on Monday morning, and Dan Hans has put it um put it on a plate. He said, well, because he does the power rankings, he was saying the Lions, they are they're sorry, the Vikings, they are just they just show that the NFL is is wild. The fact that he had the Packers as number one um team in the power rankings, and the Vikings beat the Packers, and then the Lions as number thirty two, and the Lions beat the Vikings, and it it, it just is just it just shows that, that how wild it is, but especially in division games as well, because um that's you know that's a big thing because they are often closer than than you know if the Vikings were I don't know if they were Cincinnati I reckon Cincinnati because they're about they're similar teams like and the Chargers so I reckon they would deal in the AFC they would deal with the Lions but because it's a division game it adds something and obviously mm-hmm. so I mean the Lions they were they looked on course to be the first team to go 0-16 and one um, yeah <laughs> uh, obviously they they had that late thing um, with, with Pittsburgh on it but it was just um, the Lions, yeah, like that, like I said, they want to play for Dan Campbell, and I, he, he, 
he seemed as a good coach in New Orleans because of the way, like, everything, everyone was raving about him. They had all this kind of, and it makes sense. And it, he's always been the guy. Like, <laughs> like he, he just seems like a guy that brings everyone together. Like someone, um, yeah, just like that you'd, um, like you said, you know, you'd go out and risk your life for in a football field. Like that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, the, the Vikings are just a mess anyway. And I, I would, I don't even want to pick them in any game at this point because it's just one minute they'll they, they'll blow out a team. Next thing, you know, they'll be they'll be they'll lose to the Lions. Like it just and the sheer amount of uh, one score games they've been in shows just what they are. Anyway, uh, just and the, the amount of them they've lost as well. Going back to the Lions anyway because that's the main point. Uh, yeah, I mean, no one that franchise is just a mess and they seem to be on the up a little bit now. Obviously you say that they just won their one and 10, one, 10 and one at the moment, but they, they're getting there. I mean, Jared Goff isn't a guy. <laughs> I, I no. Yeah, they're they're going to have to get someone. Um, but, and you know, him and Dan Campbell have you know, literally be, had, had arguments in the press and that kind of stuff. Like is is not going to happen, but the, the wind's been coming. They've been creeping up week on week you know they've had a few chances they had the Baltimore game like I said they had the Pittsburgh game they could they could easily be 3-7 or you know 3 or maybe even 4-7 and seven right now um, compared to 1 uh, or even 5-7 and 4-8 and eight, whatever it, compared to 1-10 and 1 they just I mean they got some a lot a lot of it is just you know teams have to win but the fact that they won their first game in literally almost a year 364 days as you said right the pressure just must be lifted on you, right? Off you now, and they they're going to probably go win a few more because it, it is nervy and it happens. You know, it's like um that kind of thing happens. It's like I think it was the Bengals that they had a horrible start. Was it 0 and 11? I think a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, they went on to a f- for a, a few wins, and it, it, that thing happens. But the Lions, I mean, yeah, the win, the, the the clutch play as well. Like it was the last play of the game. It was fourth and two uh, with 12 seconds left and Amon Ra St. Brown on the um the curl route. It's just he had two guys on him, but Jared Goff had just enough time to slip it in there um for the for the touchdown, for the walk off touchdown. They didn't have enough time to keep the extra point. It was actually a walk off touchdown that one. Like so uh it might even be eight seconds, but um yeah it was that was it. <laughs> you know uh sorry four seconds. Um but it was it just shows like They've got some good players. TJ Hawkinson's being used a lot more lately compared to, I remember at the start of the season we were talking about where's TJ Hawkinson? He's the, clearly the Lions' best player. Um, and I think they've found that now um, and he's been key in a few games this season. But yeah, just the relief of it. If you're Detroit, if you're a Detroit fan, I mean, I'm sorry for you, number one, but the relief just not being the second team to get 0-16 twice <laughs> or win this <laughs> twice, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think... Um, you mentioned Jared Goff not being the guy. I mean, I don't watch much college football for Mullins, and I think you are someone that does. Um, but I don't think, from what I've seen, there's a great quarterback class for next year's draft. So do you think, what, what do you think they'll do with, with Goff? Do you think they'll keep him because there's no one else in the draft? Or do you think they'll go for someone in the offseason like um, Jimmy Garoppolo, even Ryan Fitzpatrick, if the Washington football team stick with Henneke, even Russell Wilson, if he wants out of Seattle, people like yeah. Ali Dalton, Mariota, Trubisky, even Colt McCoy, who's impressed in Arizona as a, the backup to Murray. Yeah. Um, how do you think they'll, do you think that they'll just stick with Goff another year and just hope to just um, something more change? Or do you think that they're going to, um, almost like a one-year one thing with Goff and then just, 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 um, 
just leave it at that. Do, do you think? Yeah. Well, 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 how do you feel Goff will be? Do you think Goff will be the starting quarterback next year? Yes, I do. Um, not only because there's not, re- it's not a great college QB class. That's no secret. There are there, there will be a couple that go in the first round, but it's like you, you're talking your Matt Corral, Malik, Malik Willis, um, Kenny Pickett probably going to be the three that go in the first round. But, you know, there might be a couple others in there, but um, it's I don't see anyone being like a top five pick um, as a quarterback, especially. And the Lions, um, I mean. Yeah, I think it'll be Jared Goff because he he's gonna he's he's starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's worse than thirty two. Like Cam Newton, for example, is not a starting quarterback in the NFL anymore. <laughs> like like yeah. Jared Goff, he, he has more about him, especially throwing, than Cam Newton does at the moment. Like he can, oh, he can absolutely, yeah, yeah, he, he, you know, there's, there's no question. He he he's one of the thirty two in the league at the moment, um, and it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I think the Lions, especially the number one number one overall, overall pick, they'll go for uh, Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, the the pass rusher. Because one, Michigan, two, he, he looks like one of the best players in the draft as well. Uh, he's up for the Heisman as a pass rusher, which is you know quite a big deal for a pass rusher. <laughs> um, that's um, yeah, it's that's what I think they'll do. Uh, but yeah, especially if you have like a top two pick, I think it'll be between them and the Texans, the number one overall pick at the point at this point. Um. Yeah, especially if you have the number one overall pick, I don't. I just, I don't see him taking a quarterback with that. I think it'll be Jared Goff. He's not bad. Like I said, he's like at the moment he's like Tua. He'll you can win games with Jared Goff. He just you don't win because of Jared Goff. Yeah, do you know what I, I mean? Think, yeah, and I think there's a lot of quarterbacks like that. You look at uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a big fan of, but he's not going to win you games. You look at um, Cousins, who's got a mm-hmm. good stat thing. But I don't think he's someone that can win you games. Tua is probably up there. I think yeah, I think um, Andy Dalton, yeah, Andy Dalton, yeah. One well, so I, I think there's definitely there's that sort of tier, isn't it? There's that elite tier. You look at like Mahomes, Brady, Rogers, Jackson. Even, I think Herbert's in that chat now. I think Burrow's just underneath it, uh, but above the. Um, Would you say that? I see, I'd put Burrow above Herbert. Would you? Uh, yes. Would you? Yeah. Oh, wow. I, don't get me wrong. Her, her, well, from what we've seen this season, anyway, Burrow's been better, the better quarterback than Herbert, but. I don't get me wrong, Justin Hubbard, he, he's an elite quarterback. Maybe they're on the same tier, I don't know. But mm. Burrow has, like, I feel like Burrow could lead a team to to, to something. And I mean, if you look at, I did a preview for full 10 yards last week. I'd preview the Chargers-Bengals game and I was looking at it. And um, Burrow just pushes the ball downfield a lot more. I think he had 8.7 yards per attempt on the season when Herberts is, like, down there with two. And I, I know it's because of the, the Chargers' offense. They, they they want to protect the football Um uh, yeah, so Herbert's numbers this year are actually worse than his numbers last year. So he's taken a little step back because of the because of the offense because Jalen Barley's offense isn't really suited for him. But yeah, I think Bur- I mean yes, Herbert's got a better arm, but I think Burrow has more about him than Herbert does. They're both good though. Don't don't get me wrong. Like, like either I mean I yeah. I'd take both in Miami over two at the moment, but I think <laughs> Burrow's up there. Just yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always going to be a big fan. I'm, I've always been a big fan of him. Ever since I saw him play against the Chiefs in that week two last year, mm. I've always been a yeah. massive fan of Herbert. And it pains me to say it because I know we could have gotten fifth overall. Mm. But I do think that, you know, with how bad our line is, I do think that if Herbert had gone fifth and two had gone sixth, it'd be the other way around. I think two would have balled because he had a better offensive line. And I think that Herbert would have struggled because of the other line. So I think maybe it would have been the same thing. How about a good happened. situation? Like, I don't think... Yeah, that's like he landed in a good situation. If Herbert was in Dolphins like last season and this season, honestly, he'd probably be out of the league. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, 
it's just how how he he was such a a borderline pick. Whether it's like he'll either be he'll either be elite or be a failure. Like that's that's the kind of that's what they were looking at. If you know what I mean, like it, he was just sort of he was one of the riskiest picks in the draft. But then you know he he also could have been number one overall. You know, like he had yeah. he had that sort of level about him. Yeah, and no, I, I definitely I definitely think that definitely think that. Um, a lot of it goes down to things. I mean, Google, we'll go back to Colin Carroll again. He always makes a great point about where you where you land matters. And I mm-hmm. think that yeah. um, obviously um, people, I think is why also Ben Roethlisberger uh, was drafted the third out of Rivers and Manning. I think obviously he had the best early success was because he was in a situation where he already had a good team around him. And I think that yeah. the same thing with um, you know, Dan Marino, even Dan Marino back in the... Um, was it 84 draft, I think it was? Um, and he came into a good team and got to Super Bowl in his second year. And I think you saw it with Mahomes as well. I think Herbert's the same thing where he... Mac Jones Mac landed Jones. in the best spot. And I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong. I think he... I will talk about him later. But like, yeah, Mac Jones landed in the great spot. He just... Yeah. yeah. I think even Herbert, look at that. Obviously, that time mm-hmm. he's got on, on offense around him. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Um, game. Austin Eckler Austin as well. Austin Eckler, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that does make a huge, huge, huge difference. Um, other games that went on talking of um, Goff, his former team, the Rams, beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 37-7 to remove their three-game losing streak, and the Seattle Seahawks beat the San Francisco 49ers 30-23. Now, the um, one of the games I want to talk about now is the Washington football team, as they beat the Las Vegas Raiders 17-15. Now, in this game itself, um, the lead passed with Derek Carr with 249 yards. Um, and so Taylor Heineke got 196 with two touchdowns and one interception, whereas Derek Carr got neither a touchdown or an interception. Uh, when it comes to the running game, um, Antonio Gibson led the way with 88 yards, whereas Josh Jacobs got 52 and one touchdown. Whereas receiving-wise, it was Hunter Renfro that led the way with 102 yards, uh, whereas Logan Thomas um, and Antonio Gibson got the only two receiving touchdowns of the game. Now, in I want to talk about more, to do, not so much this game itself, but I want to talk about um, both teams' sort of playoff chances. I think for me, mm. the Raiders, I think personally the Raiders won't make it. I think they're too inconsistent. And whereas I think Washington, a bit like the Dolphins at the moment, are hitting form at the right time and their quarterback is playing well uh, and their defence is showing up, which is weird because they've lost Chase Young and they're, they're playing better on defence, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, I think with the NFC... Definitely easier to get in in terms of the amount of wins you need. Looking at the, the, the playoff hunt, um, do you think what do you think Washington are going to are going to make the playoffs? Uh, we were talking about Philadelphia earlier, and we were saying how you know them and Washington have got a chance of the playoffs. One of them will get in because yeah. I don't see the Vikings making the playoffs. And you know, one team that's sort of average is going to be in the NFC playoffs. It's going to be the Niners. Um, it's going to be the in the wild card spot. It's going to be like the Rams or the Cardinals. Depending on how that division goes, probably the Rams, though, the the Niners, and probably the football team or the Eagles is going to be one of those two because I don't really see anyone else in the NFC. Yeah. You know, the, if the Dolphins were in the NFC, they'd probably be in the playoffs. Like that, that's you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um. I don't. Yeah. I think Washington are more likely to be in the playoffs than the Raiders are, to be honest with you, especially of how stacked the AFC is. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting how you were saying um, that the defense has kicked on about Chase Young and stuff. Um, I don't. It's obviously nothing to do with Chase Young. He's a great pass rusher, although he's, he did have a slightly worse season this year. I think it's more the fact like I think I Ryan Clark was talking about it on NFL Live um, on ESPN the other night. Um, it might have even been last night. He was saying the Dolphins' defense. Um, it's always as if they were playing. They knew they were good, and they were playing 
because um, they're calling stuff as if they were good and that's why they weren't doing well and then they went back to their basics what they were good at before and then you know it took a it took a shift and then now they're one of the best defenses in the league again it's the same with Washington I expect because they last year everyone was saying oh they got a good defense because they had a great defense last year mm-hmm. and then their secondary got beaten up at the start of the year a lot like it they, you know, they had guys like Bobby McCain starting you know, all this it, it, at the, towards the end, and it, it just almost banged up, and it got uh, torn to, to pieces as well. Like it, they got had one of the worst secondaries in the league, and um, like statistically at the start of the season, it's got better now. But yeah, I think it's just they've gone back to what they were good at last year, and, and they're always going to be a good defensive team. But they sort of got a bit ahead of themselves. So I think that's probably yeah, it's quite um, that's probably what what happened. Um, yeah. They, to be fair, especially with how good Derek Carr's been, they kept the Raiders to to what fifteen points, and the majority of them were field goals. They had one touchdown, I think. And it was yeah, it's just uh, I, I think the fortune football team, especially with Taylor Heineke, I think I really like him as a player. Yeah, same, like, exact same. It's like they obviously we saw him in the playoff game last year and it was like, Oh, okay. Look at this guy. Okay. He's come out. He's come out and shown off on the, the next stage. Cause they obviously they were like, Oh yeah, go on then show it. Show us what you can do. Cause it, you know, it was like, he's going to play once or whatever, uh, or the, you know, a couple of times. And he really made a, made a name for himself towards the end of last year. And then they signed Fitz in the off season. And he's basically just the second, you know, him and Gardner Minshew are like the second coming of Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, the way <laughs> yeah. they sort of, they move, they move with the pocket, their arm strength, everything. They're just sort of, they were those guys that will come in for a couple of games and then just, bam, you know, they'll throw four TDs or, you know, it's just, I think it's just, I like Heineke. I mean, he has thrown, he, to be fair, yeah, he's done all right. He's middle of the road and pretty much all numbers, QPR, uh, QBR, touchdowns, yards, picks like he's he's been up there among the best you know among the, the middle of the road quarterbacks this year um and obviously the four straight i mean they won the last two games 17 15 so they're still not putting the numbers offensively but it shows what having a good defense who can stop russell wilson and Derek carr in back-to-back weeks can do yeah i think that i think for me Derek carr i think he's someone that i think can be good but i think he just i don't know i think he just there's so many times in a game where he'll just get you know, I think he'll. He's, I think Derek Carr defines the Raider. I think he's so he's so inconsistent, like the Raider. I think he'll have this amazing performance one week, and uh, next week he'll be unconvincing. But I still think that there's no one better for the Raiders right now than Derek Carr. I think no, he's he's good. I, I think he's up there. Like he's better than Taylor Heineke. <laughs> That's what I'd yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's up there, top ten sort of numbers. He's not going to be up there. Um, you know, well, the previous Mahomes, maybe not Mahomes this year, but you know, or Brady or Rogers or Josh Allen or Dak, maybe you know, he's not them, but he's bet he's above the Kirk Cousins Garoppolo tier. He's just sort of in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's definitely something. Um, one thing I forgot to talk, forgot to mention actually. Um, I was talking about the Dolphins game and how I actually miss a lot of the first quarter and a half because I went to the Women's FA Cup final, the best. Oh yeah, and. I was watching on the. I was watching Red Zone on the. Normally, I have the Dolphins game on my phone or on one screen, and I have the Red Zone on the other. But because I only had one available to me, uh, I had to watch just Red Zone, and they ha- they did not show the Dolphins whatsoever. I mean, I think they showed two plays in the first. I think I got home with about seven six minutes left of the second quarter, and I think I saw about two or three plays that whole time. And I to get be fair, fact- it was quite quiet. There wasn't really. It was a lot yeah. of. 
I mean, was I think it was three three going into the the, the half yeah. ultimately yeah, at some yeah, point. No, I I get that bit, but then I think that um, there are other games where, like, some of Colts Texans, that's the game that yeah, really, it's, that's, that's a dead rubber, and they were showing a lot more of other games. Like they showed Eagles Jets, they showed so much of the Eagles Jets. When I think that game is just just as just similar sort of quality, I think both thing the Eagles are like the Dolphins at the moment, and I think the Jets are like. The um the Giants and I think that I think personally the Reds has I don't I, I doubt this is the case very much but it seems that the Reds really hates the Dolphins I said this before but I yeah. really think that it just it just seems so they seem it was the same thing last year even when he went ten and six we were winning games we we the thing the one time I, the one time I remember was last year being shown a lot was when he played the 49ers on a late schedule because there was only there was less games to choose from but whenever we play at six o'clock which happens every week it seems mm-hmm. on a Sunday. They hardly show us unless we're playing a massive team. Like, but we play Buccaneers. They show a lot of us then. That's because we were playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But whenever I don't know, I find whenever I watch Red Zone, this is why I bought Game Pass. This is the actual. This was the actual reason why I bought Game Pass uh, was so I could watch more Dolphins because yeah. if you're a Dolphins fan watching just on Red Zone, you're hardly seeing us really. No. So it's um, I think yeah, I think go Scott Hansen, if you're listening, Scott Hansen, I have the end in the past. To come on, we haven't replied to my DM. But if you do, and listen to this podcast, then tell your producers to show more of Miami. See, I think it's just to do the scoring. <laughs> the, the, the team don't score yeah. much, so they're not going to be on it much. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, they don't get into the red zone much either. So it's just kind of like I, I do. I do get what your point. It does, that does. You know, I wouldn't go quite that that far, but I do, I do understand what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> um, the final game I want to talk about was of the sort of the nine o'clock slate was probably one of the best of the whole weekend. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Baltimore Ravens Ravens in an AFC North matchup and it was a cracker. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers won twenty nineteen, but that wasn't the full story. The Ravens scored touchdown to make it twenty nineteen, but they went for two with a Mark Jackson throwing to Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews, who looked in good tiny space to get a touchdown, couldn't quite catch the ball. Um this game was for me was an absolute cracker. Uh, I thought that both teams held their heads high. I think that particular Steelers, because they're everyone, everyone knows that they're the far the, the less the less superior team there. Everyone knows that the Ravens are a much better team. You know, got got better quarterback, got better receivers, got better um, defense. I think or marking mostly defense, maybe even. But uh, I think yeah, for me, I think with the whole Ben Roethlisberger news coming out that he may be retiring this year. Yeah. I think for a Steelers fan, it must have been excellent to defeat your rivals, stop them. Take them off number one seed in AFC, and I think that personally, that whilst I don't think Steelers will make the playoffs, I think that this could significantly, significantly haunt the Ravens' chance of a playoff by. Uh, yeah, so you mentioned this game because it's funny you mentioned it. Or you messaged me talking about Ravens Steelers, and I was like, yes, because I put a tweet out at eleven fifty-two on Sunday night saying I don't think I've been able to watch a Steelers game all the way through this season, which is probably is true because they're. <laughs> Their offense. I mean, I like Nigel Harris, and but their offense is very, very boring. It's runnable, runnable, runnable. Not very well, really. Don't they don't score much. And then, oh, okay, Chase Claypool, fifty yard go route, bam, touchdown. Or you know, big game. That's pretty much what it is. It's not very much more than that. Um, and yeah, so I tweeted that eleven fifty two. Moments after, I fell asleep, so I actually missed the end of this game. Oh, I, no. I think when I. It was uh, was it thirteen twelve I think with seven minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. That's when I that's when I um I fell asleep because I, I just knew I just 
Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> I missed it, right? And then I watched it back on Game Pass because I saw the result. I watched it back on Game Pass the, the next day and I was like, oh, hang on a minute. Wow, this has actually got really entertaining. So it's funny I fell asleep right, the, right before that. But yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh, their offense is terrible. Quite a lot of it is because of Big Ben. He's not who he used to be. Let's be real. He's got a lot more mistakes in him at the moment as well. He's always been aggressive. He's a bit like Burrow, to be honest with you. He's a much more aggressive thrower compared to Herbert, for example. Herbert doesn't turn a ball over. Burrow does a bit, but he also throws more yards, more touchdowns. Oh, well, maybe not more yards, but he throws, you know, more touchdowns, etc. And he um, he's a lot more aggressive in the football. That's what Ben's like, but he's regressed a bit. Um, but yeah, so it's just Lamar Jackson as well. He's not been the same quarterback since that first night game against Miami. <laughs> it's it's we've killed him off. We've yeah. killed him off. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. He's still he's still got a bit about him, but it's just like he's he's that's clearly had an effect on him because that came out from nowhere. Nobody expected that game. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, um, but it's just. It's interesting how the game turned. It looked like Baltimore were dominating it at 13-9. And then there was the Minka Fitzpatrick pass interference. Um, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That, uh, yeah, that, there was that. And it was like, oh, hang on a minute. Okay. Boom. But then, hang on a minute, what? <laughs> Pittsburgh come back. You know, it's just like, luckily, you know, they, they got the free. Um, but I just... I, I just, I, I mean, there was that, what, and also there was the Witherspoon, um, deep, you know, the, the one to Mark Andrews was like third and 15. It looked like Mark, Lamar had it like just in right in Mark Andrews' hand, and then the DB with Witherspoon just backs it down. And it's like, well, how did he, how did he get to that? And then that's after that, the next, the next drive is when the Deontay Johnson touchdown happened. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute, 148 left. Bam, what's going on here? Pittsburgh go for two, get the seven point lead, and then the Ravens go down the field again. Somehow they got 14 seconds left. Sorry, 12 seconds left. That's that's the one I got confused with earlier. Sammy Watkins touchdown, and then John Harbour. I I admire his balls here <laughs> going for two. <laughs> I just I I'm the opposite. <laughs> I I was saying on um a Facebook um chat the other day how that like, I've never understood this whole possession that. For me, it's a bit like in football where teams seem persistent on passing out, passing out around the back when a lot of teams nearly can't do it. And like, you remember, there's a classic one was Everton a few years ago. It seems on YouTube still with John Stones, um, and I think it was under Martinez. But I think that it's crept in. I think the last ten years or so, where teams now are a lot more going with fourth down. I think sometimes mm. you have to go for the points. I I, I admire the, the getting from John Holbrook. I really do. I really admire. It's the same thing as Mike Rabel in that London game a few years ago with Titans yeah, Chargers. The Chargers one, yeah. I think sometimes with that game was so much on the line in terms of it's against your probably your biggest rival in the Steelers, one of them, um, and you're obviously fighting for a um, AFC number one C, which obviously the Patriots were playing the Bills later on, and both teams were on eight and four, seven and four, so both teams could have either levelled or gone ahead of the Ravens. So it's a massive game and it's a massive part of the season where for me, I think sometimes. You 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 just go for the go for the extra point. I think sometimes you just be conservative, go for the extra point, and see what happens in see what happens in overtime because that Ravens team is far superior than, than in most in most areas. So I think in that sense, you just, you just it's not like you're the underdog and you're like on a good bit of momentum. Like remember, that, remember the Lions 49ers game in week one where the Lions were going for that massive comeback. If they'd gone for the you know if they'd 
don't know how to come back and go with two. I've been like, fair enough, because their team is not as good as 49ers is. But the Ravens should be beating them. So I think that they could they should have gone for the points. And then obviously they got a good defense and it's not a great offense from the Steelers. I think they could they should have gone for the point, gone to overtime and just seen what happened. Because I think that that it's such a tight AFC and that there's the now there's only one place is a bye place. Seems there's only one bye spot these days with the extra seventh team from each mm. conference. So I think there's even more importance on teams getting that bye. And I think that you know if they won that game they'd be ahead of the Patriots in the seedings. And I think they. But now I think they could easily lose out on a number one seed by by one game, and if, if it's one game, it'll be down to that decision to go for two. Personally, but so I think I'll, I think you did the right thing. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Like I, I get what you're saying, take the points. But his reasoning behind behind it was I don't think my defense could take it because they're so banged up. Marlon Humphrey got hurt as well, and it, you know that over the overtime period, yeah, you know, they said he just said I don't think we could do it. I think we would have lost. So I mean, either way, they lost, but. I would have done the same thing. I th- I don't know. I I I guess I'm more. Of, I'd be more of an aggressive play caller, um, or you know, as a co- co- coach in Hubble Hubble's um case. But it's just like, I think, yeah, I, I would have gone for it, just because, especially with with that time. And also, to be fair, it Lamar's he had TJ Watt in his face. The ball was literally inches away from Mark Andrews' hands. That could have that could have got the two points. Like, it was this close. So it's not like it was a you know a bust of 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 a call. Um, <laughs> from the offense, offensive coordinator or anything. It was like, it literally, you know, it was that close. I don't know. I mean, it was centimetres away from the Ravens win, quite literally, because Andrews was open and he was, he was a walk-in two-point conversion. That was, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I completely get your point of view. And I think that I have, I have no sort of problem with them doing it, but I personally, if I was a play caller, I'd have been a lot more a lot more reserved and, and gone for the gone for the extra point personally, but who knows? Who knows? Um, Sorry for that, the noise, by the way. My kitten just jumped all over the uh, the computer, and she just she just got. I had to lift her up, and I just put her over my shoulder, and she's like, eh, just because, uh, yeah, she's uh, discovering the house. You got just got a new kitten. She's just oh, like, nice, nice. So, yeah, oh, she's she just anytime, anytime you're working or whatever, she'll just come and sit on your lap or sit sit on. The keyboard built. She loves keyboards. I'll tell you that now. She so just had a look, touched the microphone, and went. But yeah, sorry for the noise. No worries. Fine. What's your what? What's your cat's name? What what name have you given it? Uh, she's called Muffin. Um, oh, my nice. sister came up with the name. It's not really uh, that much of a story, but yeah, she's called Muffin. Um, oh, yeah, fair, she's. Fair. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> that's a nice, we'll, nice we'll, we'll, for her. we'll make sure to have Muffin on as a guest in a few. Yeah, it's <laughs> the best. Her best NFL picks for the weekend. Well, since we got her, the Dolphins are unbeaten, so maybe she's a lucky, uh, lucky charm. Just, just call, just change your name and call your cat in Flow We Trust. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, right, the Sunday night game was a pretty, pretty bad affair. The Chiefs won twenty-three-nine in a pretty eventless game. Not, not much to report there. I think for me, the Broncos just had a few chances. They could have. The Chiefs weren't great on offense, but the Broncos just seemed to make a few mistakes at interceptions and a few fumbles, etc. And I think that just killed them off. Um, but the big game of the whole weekend was a, was the Monday Night Football between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, now, this, was, this, <laughs> this game was... I wasn't sure what I wanted as a Dolphins fan because I think we don't want the Patriots, um, you know, getting back as number one to win the winning division. At the same time, you know, if Buffalo won, it would have been um, 
one game it would be one game ahead, and I think with, with only one game, only one win behind them now. So I was I was wasn't sure who to, who to who to root for, and I think I just ended up just watching it just to see who won. No real, uh, but it was a strange game for me. It was such winning conditions, um, but the Patriots did win fourteen ten in. One of the strangest things I've ever seen. So Mac Jones, right, their quarterback, look at quarterback. Three passes. <laughs> three passes, one touchdown, three passes. Um, no, sorry, no, sorry. I'm looking at Josh Allen was one touchdown, 30 passes, 145 yards, whereas Mac Jones had 19 yards from three attempts and no touchdowns, and he still won the game. Um, it was quite strange. I mean, running-wise, it was the where everything came from. I mean, that, mm. this game was run central. It's why this game went so quickly was because there was so much running involved. Uh, Damon Harris was the best with 111 yards and one touchdown, whereas receiving-wise, the best was Stefan Diggs with 51, where we actually saw a lot of good throws in the fourth quarter against the win from Josh Allen, which is quite yeah. impressive, I must say. Good drive from uh, him. Yeah, I thought it really worked because I think that, you know, the Patriots chose to kick um, the way they did to make sure they had wins in their favour in the fourth quarter. But Josh Allen was, I think this shows why Josh Allen is, is one of the best in the league because obviously no, no one... Me and you definitely don't know what it's like to be in Buffalo in December. And I can imagine yeah. it's a horrible conditions. And it looked on the TV so, 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 so. Oh, mate, I was in Sheffield last weekend in the snowstorm. Don't, I mean, I, don't, I mean, it was pretty <laughs> close. Oh, honestly, man. Worst game of football I've ever seen, Sheffield United or Bristol City. God, I got battered oh, by, by Sheffield United. What was the score? We lost 2-0. Um, yeah, it was, I went... I got a mate who lives in Sheffield, so I went up to Sierra as well. But, like, the main... I, I went for the football as well. But, um, yeah, they are... We I went up. The game was a twelve thirty kick up on a Sunday. I got there at midnight on a Sunday morning. So pretty much, you know, I go to the hotel, sleep, get up for the next game, and it was I get up for the game. And it, honestly, that if it, it, snow, it snowed, it was one 0 to Sheffield United. It was sort of it snowed the night before, but it was sort of like ice at that point. Then the snowstorm hit. By half time, the picture was white, yellow ball out, and everything. It was a horrible condition in the second half. But yeah, worst game of football I've ever seen from from my city team. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you enjoy this story. The worst game I've seen is Bristol Rovers against Wickham. It was nil nil. Uh, <laughs> it was truly terrible. But um, we're, 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 we're changing fo- which football we're talking yeah. about now. But um, but yeah, I think for me, I think the Bills is. I think it's worrying for me with the Bills because I think that you know they went into the season as one of their, one of those people's favourite for to win the whole thing. They were seen as a team that were going to win the AFC. They were seen as they're going to go back to the good times, the Jim Kelly days. But something's not right. I think it is a run game because you can't... I get he's a good runner and I know the Ravens do it well, but you can't keep relying on Josh Allen to win your games and, and run for you. And I think that there's so many times... There's so many running backs they could have got in that off-season or even throughout the season and they just did choose not to. I think, I don't Imagine think the Bills of Jonathan Taylor. They'd be 13-0. If they're Jonathan Taylor, they'd be 13-0. If they're Derrick Henry, if they had any elite running back, because their team is, I think, to me, the most complete in the AFC. You look at except pound, like pound to pound. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. I think they got an amazing defense, which seems to seems to be able to just completely change personnel and always be good. You've also got Josh Allen. You've got an amazing trio in receivers in Stefan Diggs. Um, you've got Cole Beasley. You've got Gabriel Davis. You've got so many good options in that, in that receiving game. Emmanuel Sanders as well. And it's just a running back. I think that Devin Singletary, I don't know how, I think he's stealing a living. I do. I really do. I, don't I mean, him, I can't, I can't tell who's better out of him, Zach Moss and Matt Breeder, but they're all like, they wouldn't start for most other teams in the league. They, they used to yeah. three of them quite a lot. But it's like, 
Yeah, and Matt Breida kind of almost cost the game for the Bills because he had the fumble and then literally uh, he fumbled the ball and then two, three plays later, Damian Harris took it for the 65-yard touchdown um, in the first in the first quarter. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. It was a Matt Breida fumble, bam, pats her up. It was just, that, that was, I mean, there wasn't much scoring, but that set the tone of the game for the rest of the game and Buffalo were trailing for the whole of it. You know, like that, yeah, it wasn't a great game, but I just, you know, New England, Belichick's just so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really is. I think because yeah. yeah, I think he's oh. by far the coach of the year. I really do. Yeah, years he doesn't get With it this team. Yeah. Win. But this year, I think literally he has been done an amazing job. I think it just proves he's more how good a job he did last year to get seven nine because that team was terrible last I can't year. Can't oh. mention that. But yeah, I think. That's amazing. They got their defensive players back, and I think that it just looks. Josh has got to get. He's got to get a chance of assistant coach of the year though, because what he's been doing with Matt Jones oh, as well, especially. Yeah, like excellent. don't get me wrong. Matt, I think Matt Jones is quite overhyped. I think it's just because of the Patriots bias in the media. Don't get me wrong. They're talking that you know like he's the next patch of Holmes. He's not. He's, but he's, he's just. He's not got the best arm. He's a he's like a better tour, to be honest with you. He's what everyone thought tour would be. If you look at you know the completion percentage, yeah, you know, the two hundred yards a game is is what you know that that's what they are, right? He, he's not gonna be. He's not gonna. He's not Josh Allen. You know that you can tell who the better quarterback was in this game. I know Matt Jones threw three attempts, but you can. He's good. Don't get me wrong. He's gonna be a top ten quarterback in the league, but he's not Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Mahomes. That Prescott level, like, do you know what I mean? He just hasn't I, got that I, level. I don't, I don't know. No, I, I think he, I think, and it's really harsh. I think it's really harsh for Mac Jones' sake to ever compare him to such a good player as Tom Brady. But I think you look if you ever watch, if you watch America's game, the first year they won it, it's first year starting Tom Brady. The way he played feels a lot like Mac Jones. I think that. Um, one thing he may have against him is the fact that Bill Belichick is a lot older than he was when Brady came in, and Bill Belichick may not be there when he, when he, when he retires. Mac Jones, I think Bill Belichick may not have long left as a head coach. I think he's got maybe five years left, but then who knows? But I think that if he had Bill Belichick there, I think personally Mac Jones would win a ring in the next three years, and I think personally he could, yeah, could, could win yeah. one this year. I think Jenny, I think the Patriots could could get there. I think that. We saw in the game when they, when they met the Buccaneers that um, all these Patriots seem to have Tom Brady's number. And I think that, I think personally, I may be getting ahead of myself or overhyping this team, but I do think that they've got the experience in the playoffs like another thing a lot of head coaches do in the AFC. And I think that if they were to get there, I, I back the Patriots to win, to beat them. I really do. Even though they got Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, even though they got an amazing team, amazing head coach. I think that personally they're going to find a way to to limit Tom Brady's game, and then hopefully don't fall net doesn't doesn't have a good game. And I th- I think personally Mac Jones, if not this year, I think he's going to win over two both in the next three years. I really do. I think Bill Belichick, the way he schemed this team, I, I think is excellent. So I think personally Mac Jones is special, and I do think that he for me has probably been the best callback by far this year. And I think that so far for me, I think. At the end of his career, I reckon only Herbert will, will, will be better than him come five years' time out of those really? callbacks in this year, and uh, last, this year and last year. 
think he's better. He'd be better than two in five years. He's better than Burrow in five years. Really? Than... Oh, Burrow, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the one maybe Fields. If if they get a different head coach, maybe Fields, but he's got a lot to work on. Whereas I think Mac Jones is, is so for for a rookie, looks so composed, looks so set. I think personally, Mac Jones is been so far the second best call. I think he will be in five years on the second best callback of the last two drafts. I, I get that. I get what you're saying. I think, yeah, don't get me wrong. The way he's come onto the scene and just like, bam, look, he looks like a veteran already. I, I get that. That is that is a big part of why everyone's saying that. Um, but really, I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hands out there. I think Joe Burrow is a much better callback. I think quite a lot of people do. But um, I think Herbert's a much better callback as well. I think they've got more to him. But I think Mac Jones can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the way it's setting up, it's probably good. It looks like it could really be a Pat's Buck Super Bowl. Oh. Really better check the way it's setting up. It could. I was saying that to my dad the other day. I was like, Dad, do you know what? I just have a feeling it's going to be a Pat's Buck Super Bowl. I just the way I think, yeah, it's, it could genuinely happen. Um, honestly, I think New England. I think. It looks like Kansas City's probably going to get to... I don't, I don't know. I just They're starting to hit the groove now. The AFC, mm-hmm. there's no clear team. You know, it's not Tennessee. It's it's not Cincinnati. It's not the Chargers. It's, you know, I think Kansas City could actually probably get to the Super Bowl purely because of what they've done it before. You know, I don't know. I think if you look, it's between New England and Kansas City for the AFC, in my opinion. I don't think Baltimore... It could be Baltimore, but they're... They're just too banged up, too banged up to go on a deep run, in my opinion. I think, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a New England, New England, uh, Tampa Bay Super Bowl. It'd be New England or Kansas City. And then, I mean, it could be. I mean, the Packers could get there. I really like watching the Packers at the moment as well. Um, yeah, so, the Cardinals, no. I don't. I don't they're good, but I, I, they're not on the same level as the the, pack, the Packers and the Bucks, in my opinion. Well, that's interesting you mentioned that because actually I've been asking this question to our last few guests in the last weeks about what you reckon will be come February, the Super Bowl matchup. Now, do you reckon, or so I'm, I'm getting the sense you're reckoning it's going to be Patriots-Buccaneers, is that right? Either. It, I've got two because it depends on... it. Story-wise, well, I think it it will be... Oh, well, OK. So it won't be Pat's Bucks then. Story-wise, it will be Pat's Bucks. I think that could happen. It'd be, you know, kind of romantic how it would happen because of, you know, just everything, the whole Brady Belichick saga over the last, you know, over the last 20 years. Like, wow, OK, this is how this is how you really know who's better in the Super Bowl. But I think, I don't, honestly, I don't think, I think it'll be cool. It'll either be that or it will be what I'm going for. It will be Kansas City, Green Bay. That would be amazing. I mean, I think, I mean, anyone who, again, I'm going back to previous points maybe before, but I've been saying for weeks on this podcast that I think the Chiefs will make it. I still think that, and it's proven now, they are winning games, not convincingly, don't get me the wrong. The defense has stepped up exactly, that's massively. I think, I still think that the the Chiefs offense, like Andy Reid and Biennemi, they're They've got a lot of things planned. For, uh, they've got a lot of plays saved up. I, I really do think they've got some stuff lined up for the playoffs. And I think that a team that's been the AFC Championship three times in a row, I think you can't back. You can't back him. So back it. You can't sort of. Um, you know the year twenty eighteen until they get there. So the only twenty eighteen year when I would know the Patriots Rams Super Bowl yeah, 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 that yeah. that one the one where it's like nobody they. 
New England weren't the best team then. You know, there was the there was the obviously the AFC Championship game before Kansas City. There was that whole uh, offsides of um, what was yeah, it? Uh, yeah, 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 that that you know, the whole thing with the pass rusher. And then they weren't, the, um, and obviously that you know there was um was it Baltimore that season as well that I think it was was it Lamar's breakout year? Yeah, no, that, that was, was the year before. Year, that was, that the was the year before. That was the year afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but there was um. There was the New England weren't the best team that year, but and there was, but they found a way, and I think Kansas City are going to find a way because you know a lot of their turnover, they, they've got a lot of turnovers on offense. A lot of them have just been Travis Kelsey fumble. You know, a lot of them have just been unlucky. That they're not like it's not like Mahomes and the Mahomes picks. A lot of them have been tipped or him just trying to force something because there's nothing there because they don't have a Sammy Watkins anymore. They have someone like Byron Pringle or DeMarcus Robinson who aren't the same player as Sammy Watkins. That's a big thing. They need that third guy that Buffalo have. They have Emmanuel Sanders, you know, like they don't, they're actually short on weapons. This is bad saying the Chiefs are, but they, that Edwards Allaire being back is massive for them, especially as well. But they don't have the third guy that when they take uh, Torrick Hill, they're going to take Travis Kelsey at the game. They don't have, no one's really stepping up a lot. I know some players have had games, but they don't have the, um, they might find a way. I mean, Brady's won a Super Bowl without weapons. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I mean, he won the one with weapons recently, but like that last New England one, they're going to find a way. I think. Yeah. yeah, I still think that, I still think she's back in it. I think it will be a repeat mm. of last year. That's a um, good, that, that'll be fun too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think personally, I've always said that if there's not Dolphins involved, I want two teams that haven't made it before or haven't won it before. So I would like to see like a Bills Cardinals. That would be a pretty good Super Bowl because mm-hmm. neither team's won it before. There's going to be a guaranteed new winner. And obviously the Bills have had, even though they're one of our rivals, they've had all that thought was a four in a row they lost and the Cardinals lost in the dying seconds to the Steelers in the 2009, 2010 Super Bowls. Yeah. I think both teams have experienced heartaches. I think, but I think I'm tired of seeing, I'm, I, I, that's why I don't want to pick the Pats again, Ed, because I'm tired of seeing the same teams every year um, make it. So I, I like seeing new people win it, new teams winning it. So um, I, I like to see Packers Ravens will be. I think will be a good one. I think that will be a good matchup as well. But I just don't want it to be the Chiefs, Buccaneers, or Patriots in the Super Bowl. I, I don't want to. I'm tired of seeing these teams, and I'm tired of seeing. I like Tom Brady, but I'm tired of seeing him. I'm tired of seeing Bill Belichick. I'm tired of seeing really Mahomes now in Super Bowl really like, no. sort of, um, I, I, you never get tired of Patrick Mahomes no oh no I, I think I love more I like seeing different teams win every year so I think yeah I get that that makes see, sense yeah. I think my ideal one would probably be yeah probably Bills Cardinals no, 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 so if, if Derrick Henry's fit I'd love to see him I'd love to see him playing one like Derrick yeah. Henry or even the Colts with Jonathan Taylor. You know what? The Colts are on a roll now the, you know I said the Colts and the, and the, the Pats and the, um, the Chiefs and the AFC the Colts yeah, that's, I completely forgot about the Colts. The Colts have got a chance to get into the well, Super Bowl, in my opinion, as well. Especially with Jonathan Taylor in the playoffs. The run game is crucial in the playoffs. Oh, like, it's massive. It's massive. Yeah. It's massive. I'm just checking out. I got to think they've got a really sort of tough match. match it. Let's have a look. So it's up his Colts schedule. So they've got to play. Oh, actually, no. They've got to play the, the next two games are the New England Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals. They got well, that will tell you a lot. Yeah, it will. And I think they they got the Raiders and Jaguars. I think that's, that's two wins there. Well, at least one win uh, against the Jaguars. I think that that may those two games may be enough to get them in the playoffs. Um, but I, I think if they can beat the Patriots or the Cardinals, particularly particularly the Patriots in terms of the AFC playoff run, 
I think that's huge. I think that's a big, a big um, muscle. That's a big statement. If they can beat the Patriots next time out, then they've mm. got a bye week next week, and then week fifteen. Honestly, the Patriots, Patriots are going to. Honestly, the Patriots against a big team. Like <laughs> who they beaten? Uh, the Bills. The Chargers. Yeah, the Bills was the, a big yeah, one. But the, that, that game doesn't really. Care. It's an adverse weather conditions. Dude, that, like, do you know what I mean? It's just I want to see no, the I suppose. in a dome. It might be. It might be in, in um, Foxborough. I don't know, but like well. it's. Yeah, I just I want to see them. I want to see Matt Jones against a great defense as well on the Colts. Like I don't know. I I just I, I think that will tell you a lot about New England, and it will tell you a lot about Indian, Indianapolis as well. Like, it'll be it's gonna be a good game that one. Yeah, that, that's one actually. It says one twenty a.m. So it must be a Sunday night football game. And yeah. then they've got Buffalo Bills, and they've got the Jaguars, and then they've got us on the last day. I mean, that last game could be mm. crucial for certainly us and also them if they got to try and get that number one seed. And I think that. I'm hoping in a way they do secure the number one season. They might rest a few players, but I don't yeah, think, exactly. I don't yeah, think Bill will do that, doesn't he? Um, well, week 18, oh, God. Week 18 oh, sounds so weird. Say that again, sorry. Week 18 sounds so weird. I said week 17. Oh, it I was does. like, yeah. It really does. Because, really like, ever since I've been watching, it's always been sort of week 17. So it's, yeah. um, it's still so weird seeing week 18. But. <sighs> I can't complain. It's more games, so it's uh, all, all for the better. All for the better. Um, but before we do go to today's podcast, um, I want to get from you, Sam. If you were one of the people who made who made the vote, who would your MVP vote go towards? Oh God, <laughs> it's it's funny because there's no clear winner. Like the normally, it's like yeah, Rogers, yeah. Lamar, Mahomes. You know, it's. I don't know. I think Brady's the favourite at the moment. I think I was looking it up the other day. I think Tom Brady's the favourite, which is fair enough. But no one's really had like a standout season. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go with Tom Brady. I think it's just, I think it's the most likely one. But um, mm-hmm. if Dak didn't have a stink, a couple stinkers, I thought I would. I, I think Dak could be up there. I think he's been great this year. I, I love watching the Cowboys. I know they've had mm-hmm. the, you know, the Raiders game and you know, all those the ones before that. Obviously the Broncos as well. God, but <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll be Brady. I don't, who, do, who do you think? I think it's just yeah, he's I, been I, most I, consistent as well. Brady's been yeah, the most consistent I, out of all of them. Yeah, I've been saying the exact same. I think Brady is for me the, the, being the best out of all of them. I think Murray would have been the favourite if he'd stayed fit. Yeah, he's too many games. I do think Derek Henry would have been a great, would have been a great, had a great chance if he stayed fit. If he wasn't on injury reserve, out for the whole year, I think Derek Henry was on pace to be that first non quarterback to win it in in since Adrian Peterson. I, I think, think Jonathan Taylor's got a chance to get at least votes because he's. I think I've, I've heard his name dotted about in it. Yeah. I think he, he. I think he's definitely a dark horse, but I just don't think he's got. I don't know. I just don't think. I think I, he, he could. He could do. You know, he could do. I mean, I think he's got. I think he's the best chance we've got now of a non-quarterback winning it. I think he's been yeah. so good this year. I mean, that build performance alone, the five touchdowns, was just exceptional. So I, I, I do think maybe, maybe, maybe because there's no, there's no clear candidate. However, I do think, you know, I do think maybe because they tend to like to go people who haven't won it before sometimes. And I think maybe that's maybe why Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray might win it for that reason. I think that 
I think he's missed too many games though. I just oh. yeah, that, that's 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 a problem. But I think maybe I don't know when because I know the PFA Player of the Year in football they they do it in about February time. I don't know when do they do the votes for MVP. Do you know when? Is it mid season? Is it at the end of the year? When's MVP? It's got to be the end the end of the year, surely because yeah, Aaron Rodgers could have a shot of MVP, I suppose. Mm. But I, I think it'll be Tom Brady easily. Yeah, I mean, I think personally maybe if it is done, say after the final week of the regular season, and I think if Murray balls out. And mm. there's obviously a lot, lot, lot of recency buys, but they do pick players. Based, some players get picked based on current form. It's sort of more recent in the memory, um, which is why Norwin Sports Person of the Year that does something in February. It's always summer or late before December. But I, I do think that Murray, if if he has a really good next five weeks, because the Cardinals been the only team so far with double-digit wins, I do think maybe Murray, Murray might have a shout. I think if he'd stay fit the whole year, he'd been the clear favourite for me. Yeah, I think... I think he's still got a good chance, but I'd probably say right now, probably still Brady. Yeah, I think it'll be Tom Brady. I think that's yeah, that's fair enough. I think it's probably the the, the pick right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that does conclude our podcast, our week thirteen review. Um, so that has been um, so it has been Sam, and obviously you can check Sam's Twitter out. I will put his Twitter on the the post when he posts out the video. And obviously, you can check out his work for full 10 yards as well, where he does a lot of articles about the NFL. So do check out his work, check out his Twitter. Um, but yeah, thank you for coming on, Sam. Oh, thank you. It was great. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I've spoken a lot more this time than I did last time in week two. But yeah, I think it's. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. It's been great. It's uh, nice to talk football. <laughs> oh, definitely. It's always, yeah. always, a pleasure. always a pleasure having you on. And we will hopefully get you on again soon. Um, but yeah. That has been the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast, week 13 review. I have been your host, Andy. This has been Sam, and we'll see you next time.